So you know that feeling when you know it's over. You know that years of domination and excellence are about to come to an end. I mean, every fan base in sports has witnessed it and experienced it. Yes, even the Lakers. And yes, even the Cowboys. This is Sports Central, part of the Closing Tag Network. And what am I talking about? Oh, right. The Golden State Warriors. I hate to break it to Warriors fans, and this is coming from somebody that, uh, full disclosure, um, picked the Warriors to win the NBA championship this year. Yeah. A little disappointed right now. The Warriors are dead. If you really look at the team, and if you really look at all the players on it right now, nothing seems to be working. Everything feels off. Everything feels like nothing is working at all. And unfortunately, it's getting worse. Not only does Clay Thompson does not look like the Clay Thompson of old, not only does Chris Paul being on the bench not seem to really improve the bench scoring, and not only has Andrew Wiggins remembered that he's Andrew Wiggins and not some third best player on a championship contender, but now Draymond Green. Earlier today was suspended indefinitely for punching someone in the face. It's over, guys. It's over. All the dynasty, all the years of domination, all those NBA Finals appearances, all the times that Steph Curry lit the world on fire by being nothing more than a real-life cheat code. The 73 win seasons. Everything is coming to an end. And unfortunately, Warriors fans have been here before too. Golden State Warriors, remember, before they drafted Steph Curry, were a very mediocre and at best middle-of-the-road playoff contender. Their best season actually came, I think it was like 2007, 2006, 2007, somewhere in that range. And if you remember that year, they entered the playoffs as the eighth seed, but somehow completely dominated the number one seed Dallas Mavericks in the first round of the playoffs. And 
then took the Utah Jazz in the second round uh, to seven games. Yeah, that was their only, that was their best year between the time that Latrell Sprewell left in 1999 to the time Steph Curry became the Steph Curry that we know and love today. I'm going to actually pull up the uh, actual stats. Give me one second here. But while I'm doing that, if you don't know what I'm talking about with Draymond Green, Draymond Green, basically what happened was that he was posting up against Phoenix's Yusuf Nurkic and swung his left arm around trying to gain uh, positioning and inadvertently whacked Yusuf Nurkic in the face with his left hand. But because that was deemed a flagrant foul number two, as opposed to flagrant foul number one, I stand corrected on my previous statement. Give me one second, I'll explain here in a minute. But basically what happened was because he was deemed a flagrant foul two, um, he was ejected for the, from the game and Adam Silver warned him that if he was to be ejected from a game again, that there would be harsher penalties. He was already suspended earlier this season for five games for trying to put a WWE-style chokehold on Rudy Gobert. So this time around, the NBA came down hard. They suspended Rudy, or Draymond Green without pay indefinitely. Indefinitely can mean a number of things. Indefinitely can mean 10 games. Indefinitely can mean a month. Indefinitely can mean until Adam Silver has enough time in his busy schedule between conjuring up meaningless in-season tournaments and helping create a championship banner for the Lakers for winning said meaningless in-season tournament. It could mean that he just has to clear up time in his schedule to review all the facts and then come in with his own idea of how long Draymond Green should be suspended for. Or it could mean the rest of the season. Now, what I mean by I was wrong earlier is that before Steph Curry became the leading scorer on the Golden State Warriors in 2012, you would have to go all the way back to 1994 before the Golden State Warriors were an actual threat. before they were an actual 50-win team. If you remember, 
That was the year right before they drafted Chris Weber. So there's some ancient history for you. <laughs> but no, this is pretty sad. I mean, yeah, as a jazz fan, I kind of feel sympathy for the words. A lot of people talked a lot of trash about the Warriors over the years, especially when they got Kevin Durant about how, oh, they, they're building a super team the wrong way. They're just hijacking everybody else's free agent. Keep in mind, the core big three that the Warriors built the entire dynasty around, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, were all drafted by the Warriors. Not a single one of them was traded there. Not a single one of them signed there as a free agent. The only two players of note that they got during that dynasty, either from a trade or from free agency, was Kevin Durant and Andre Iguodala. Now, As it stands in the standings, I'm pulling up the standings right now. The Golden State Warriors are in the 11th seed at 10 wins, 13 losses. If the playoffs were to start today, the Golden State Warriors wouldn't even make the play-in. Now, some of you may be a little confused by that terminology, play-in. This is another new concept that Adam Silver came up with over the last few years. Because there was some controversy over certain teams, no names mentioned, the Phoenix Suns, um, that didn't get to make the playoffs because they were one win off of the eighth seed. Because the playoffs are only the first through eighth seeded teams in each conference. Adam Silver came up with a concept called the play-in tournament. Basically, what the play-in tournament is, your first six seeds are already taken care of, one through six. Seven, eight, nine, and ten then have to play a series of single-game elimination tournament games where the winner or the winners of those particular, um, what's it called? The winners of those games, so seven versus 10, eight versus nine. I forget how it goes. So based on some sort of uh, system, the two best teams that are deemed from those four teams are then the seventh and eighth seeds in the playoffs. I don't remember what exactly goes on there, but bottom line is Golden State wouldn't even be in the seven, eight, nine, ten rackets if the playoffs were to start today. And considering how badly they've been playing and how badly, you know, 
how much Steph Curry has been practically carrying the team. I don't see them making it. Here's where I think the Western Conference is going to go. Now that I've had a chance to take a look at all the teams, now that I've had a chance to really get a gauge of what these teams are capable of. Right now you have Minnesota 1 at 17 and 5. That's a shocker. Oklahoma City at 2 at 15 and 7. I was expecting Oklahoma City to make the playoffs this year. I was not expecting them to be number 2. Dallas is 3 at 15 and 8. Denver is 4 at 16 and 9. I was expecting them to be a little bit higher considering they are the defending champs, but they're there. So that's good. Sacramento is at 5 at 13 and 9. The Lakers and Clippers and Phoenix Suns are all kind of in that 6-7-8 range at anywhere from 13 to 14 wins each and 10 losses each. Yeah, the Clippers actually figured shit out. It's a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. Houston is at 9 at 11 and 9 and New Orleans is at uh 10 with 13 wins 11 losses. Going even further down the rankings, you can see Golden State at 11, Utah at 12, Memphis at 13, Portland at 14, San Antonio is the second worst team in the entire league at 3 wins and 19 losses. Ouch. So much for Victor Wembanyama being the difference maker and the chosen one, huh? So, the way I see it is this. Between Zion Williamson's issues with conditioning and weight and everything potentially becoming a problem in New Orleans, and the fact that Memphis is still kind of holding out on John Morant coming back. I think Memphis ends up overtaking New Orleans. And one through nine that's there now basically stays the same with a little bit of shuffling here and there. I don't think Golden State makes it. I definitely don't see Utah making it. Not now. And I don't see New Orleans making it, and I definitely don't see Portland or San Antonio making it. So, kind of looking out east, there's really nothing of note. I mean, basically the teams that I picked, uh, if you saw my post on Facebook, basically the teams that I picked to make the playoffs in the east are all pretty much where I expected them to be, with the exception of Orlando. Yeah, Orlando at number two is a little bit of a shocker. But now that Draymond is pretty much um, toast, now that Clay Thompson is pretty much toast, and there's rumors that the Lakers may be looking to trade for him. I don't see how they're going to do that with that contract. Not without trading Anthony Davis. Good luck with that. 
and pretty much Chris Paul and Andrew Wiggins not really living living up to their potential. I think Golden State's done. It's sad, it's unfortunate, but every team fan base goes through a period like this. And Golden State Warriors fans, true Golden State Warriors fans, not the bandwagoners, not the people that are actually Steph Curry fans that just like Steph Curry and the rest of the team can basically go to hell. Um, true Golden State Warriors fans know this sad, sad place all too well. So, as a fellow struggling fan of a fellow struggling franchise, just three wins behind you at the moment. Chin up and get used to hearing those four famous words. There's always next year. Anyway, if you want to donate or read some of the blogs on theclosingtag.com, you're more than welcome to do that. I will appreciate you for it. Even if you can't donate, uh, liking, sharing, and commenting on this post on Facebook is also greatly appreciated. Uh, if you want to leave a review on Spotify, that's also greatly appreciated. If you're watching this on YouTube, comment, like, subscribe to the video or subscribe to the channel and hit the bell for notifications. That way, if a new video like this one drops, you're one of the first people to be notified. So it's a win-win for everybody. So anyway, uh, hopefully next video won't be as somber or as depressing. But in any event, take care. Thank you for downloading, for listening, for donating, for watching, for doing everything you can to support this endeavor of mine. Your efforts do not go unnoticed. So thank you and Merry Christmas, since that is coming up right around the corner. So thank you again, guys. And until next time, take care and remember to include your closing tags. Thanks.